Hey there, it's Dallas Travers, and you're listening to Coaches on a Mission. My guest today is Kristen James, but everybody calls her CJ. CJ is a mindset and transition coach. She's also a speaker, a podcast host, and the creator of the Shine to Five Method. So CJ has this specifically designed 3D exit strategy where she helps women who are just fed up, fed up juggling their unfulfilling corporate jobs or fed up not moving their side business forward with confidence. She helps them take the leap from employee to going all in on their business. So whether you have a part-time job right now as you build your coaching business or you're coaching full-time, you're going to want to tune in because even I can fall back on some of that deeply ingrained nine-to-five thinking, and I've never even had an actual nine-to-five job. So CJ is going to help us unhook those things. We actually cover a lot of ground in this episode, including how to break free from that employee mindset and important things to think about when you're ready to go all in on your business. So with that, here's CJ. CJ, welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm so happy this is happening today. I am super excited to be here today with you, Dallas. I am stoked. Let's get started. Okay. So full disclosure, you are here because I am a selfish person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been start. in business. You know, I've had a business for 21 years mm. and I still find phases or even seasons where I fall into this employee mindset, Mm. employee thinking inside of my business. It's a theme we see happening all the time with Hive members because a lot of them, their businesses are really new. And this is one of many areas of expertise for you. So I'm just here to soak in your insight and help me deepen this mindset shift around what it means, the difference, right? Right. Between running your business like an employee and running your business like a boss. A boss, a CEO. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So could we start, I'd love to just hear some, when we're looking at the mindset, right, Mm -hmm. around being an employee and how to break free from that, what are some of the things that coaches tell themselves that keeps us planted first in that unfulfilling job, right, rather than going full-time? You know what? It's it's a conditioning Mm. from, I feel like, we are taught to, we go to school, we get an education, we graduate, we get a higher education and we're doing all these things towards getting a job. And we need that stability and that structure and that predictability. A lot of us have a really difficult time going from having a boss to being a boss because it's almost like we were never really given those tools. So now there's a whole other muscle that we we have to grow, to build in order to make that full shift and to unlearn a lot of the things that we were taught and that conditioning that we, we have gone through our entire lives just believing. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps us stuck a lot of time. You just, we just don't know. We just don't realize it's an option. You don't have to have a boss. You can be one. Right. So here you are on my podcast. One of the marketing paths that we take in my business is pitching me to other podcasts. Right. Someone on my team or I could say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pitch to four podcasts a week. And that's employee thinking because pitching doesn't, if I hit the number four, I've done the job, even if I don't get on any shows. 
Right. Right. So, all right, I'm working now. So if I've worked a full day, I've done the job. You've done the things. Yes. Instead of actually moving the business forward and looking at efficiencies and changing the objective. So what I got from what you shared was we uh, were taught to value time spent more than actions taken when it comes to work. We're we're taught to like value the structure given to us and permission to create our own. Yes, yes. Because and we're taught to also value this structure that was laid out for us. We it's almost yeah. like we didn't do anything. So now starting our own businesses, becoming our own coaches, everything's up to us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we have to from from scratch all the way through to becoming a CEO to growing your team. We have to come up and create our own tools. Yeah. And for many of us, it's like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> Almost too many options. Too exactly. Much freedom, right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so curious, and I don't, I don't know what your answer is going to be to this, CJ. But can you think of like a light bulb moment you had as a business owner where you realized your own conditioning, and you had, you realized that you had freedom to create structure, or is that something you never had to? Oh my goodness! Learn? You know, it is. It's Sorry. the. Answer the example I'm going to give you is such a simple one too. I remember once I was free <laughs> of my corporate job, right? Yeah. I, and I had made the decision. I'd gone back to school. I got certified and All right, I'm starting this business. I was setting my alarm clock to get up for a certain time because I knew I was so used to being up for 6 a.m. to do the things, to be able to leave home by 7.30. And then one day I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> be anywhere for a certain time. Like no one's waiting for me. Of course, I still had to hold myself accountable. Yeah. But that alarm clock thing, it it was so deeply ingrained that I, it was like, I, I had to, I was expecting myself Mm -hmm. to have to get up at this time to go through a certain amount of steps To be able to be somewhere, I'm expected to be somewhere and I have to fulfill this role and to do these things. So it was, that was my aha moment that one morning I, I reached for my alarm clock and I'm like, wait a second, what am I doing? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's easy to attach our worth to our own productivity or to the results. Right. And if you're, and if you're newer in business and there aren't, you're in the building phase. So there aren't a lot of concrete results. Mm-hmm. And of course the time that we spend and the, like the, the, the time we wake up in the morning and how closely we follow that working model mm. that is tied to our worth. And right. what you're saying is it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And I, I love that you pointed out the, the results part because we attach a lot of our worth to the results and not to the actual process. Yeah. Right. And what you learn about yourself in the process and how you manage overcoming, oh my gosh, the imposter syndrome and, and the self-doubt and celebrating those small wins. We're so focused on I have to get this result. And then when we don't get that result, we feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. When really I don't look at failure as failure, it's a lesson. Totally. And as business owners, as entrepreneurs, there's so many lessons to be learned. <laughs> so once we can stop 
fully attaching our worth. Of course, we want the results and we want to yeah. do the things and we want to make the money. Yeah. But once we we can really understand that part of shifting our mindset and it's, it's really about going through that journey and that sometimes the results that you had hoped for aren't necessarily the best results, right? For your business or when you set out for something. So taking away attaching our full worth to the results. And if I don't get this, I have failed and being so hard on ourselves. Ooh, it's tough. (laughs) Hard out here, man. Have you ever had that experience of reaching a result you thought you wanted and getting there and realizing it wasn't what you wanted? Oh gosh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's the thing is with... Mm. And especially in coaching, and it's you, you because you're serving others too, and you want the best for others, and yeah. you really see something in someone, and is you're just waiting for them to catch up. <laughs> like I see it, I see it in you. Like let's do this, right? Yeah. But then you you design certain programs or processes mm-hmm. for for your clients, hoping for certain results. But I find for myself when I'm working with each and every client. That as much as I have a system or I have a process, it has to be very customizable too. It's because it's very individual mm-hmm. at the end of the day to each person, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we can't put everybody in a box. And again, that goes back to that mindset, an employee mindset, because I remember being in the corporate days and I felt like I was being placed in this box. Yeah. Check, you have this task list. These are the things we do. These are the results that we expect. These are the numbers that we must have and let's have a meeting and let's go over this and quarterly this and quarterly that. And really, it really is about being that that individual and and highlighting and celebrating the individual. Yeah. Okay. So I am imagining our listeners at the edge of their seats or now they've (laughs) stopped doing dishes for a moment as they're listening. (laughs) We got their attention. So what is... What tangible steps can I begin to make? Or maybe it's questions I even ask myself because I see, all right, I'm operating like an employee and I want to start to shed this employee mindset. Mm -hmm. How do I begin that process? The first thing we have to talk, we think about like growth mindset and fixed mindset. So employee mindset essentially is essentially fixed mindset. You want to be able to grow. You want to be able to adapt. And it's a lot of it is really showing ourselves some grace Mm -hmm. and being able to accept that this is a journey. It's not going to happen. I remember when I first started, of course, I'm going to just use myself as an example. When yeah. I first started and that imposter syndrome kicked in and I was like, why would anybody want to hire me as a coach? Like there's so many coaches out there. Why would anybody want to hire me? And again, it was I was getting back into being in that setting where I was in a team. There were many of us who were doing different things and had different roles. And now it was all on me. And I was like, but why would people want to hire me? And I remember my coach saying, because there's no other you, mm-hmm. right? So it's about remembering. It doesn't matter. There's 50 and million, gajillion <laughs> coaches out there. There's only one you. Yeah. And what makes you unique? What makes somebody want to work with you? I have something to offer that Dallas doesn't. In the same way that Dallas, there are things that you would do that, and it will just, there'll be that fit. 
So it's really the first thing is about embracing your individuality, mm-hmm. especially in this world where things can seem very oversaturated. Yes. Super duper oversaturated. And it's also about being open. We, we are hardwired. Mm-hmm. Our brains are hardwired to resist change. We're yes. just set up to resist, we, like fight or flight, right? It could we just, could die. If something we, changes, we could die. Our body. What actually, are you even die. talking about yeah. right now? Why did I even mention yeah. that word? So we have to be able to call ourselves on it too, because there's a lot of change and growth that has yeah. to happen, right? Yeah. So when we realize there's a resistance, is it a resistance is it just our our immediate reaction or is it like on a resistance to the change or that that fear that would come into it? A lot of times fear is just one giant lie. <laughs> a lot of times? <laughs> a lot of times. Like we're just, we're completely lying to ourselves, right? So yeah. I think the shift really has to happen by just almost putting a spotlight on yourself. Like you're you're picturing yourself in a room but mm-hmm. it's your show now. This is your business. You have made the decision to serve others as a coach. And what attracts people to coaches, and you will get this, is there is always something about that person that will draw them in. So if you are values-driven and you want people to, to know certain things about you and understand certain things about you, and when somebody, I always like to say to my clients, imagine somebody's going to give you a five-star review mm-hmm. on Google. What are the things that they're saying about you? And those are the things you want people to know. And that those are your values. And that's where it all starts, I feel like. What means yeah. the most to you and makes you stand out? Oh, this is so good. Okay. So here's what I heard taking copious notes. So (laughs) the employee mindset is a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. It's often rooted in habits we've been indoctrinated with since birth. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's this imposter syndrome piece or self-doubt piece, whatever word you want to yeah. Like in there for that sabotage that can just come when we're new at starting a business. There's nothing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like count on it, right? It happens. It's it's there, guaranteed. <laughs> right. And then, so we, we're conditioned to have this employee mindset and we're built to resist change. So the first step I hear you saying from shifting that mindset is, number one, embrace my own ind- individuality and just like give myself permission to be me, understanding that I am the right coach for someone out there. Exactly. And then the other thing that really stuck out was permission to change. So using this mindset shift from employee to the CEO mindset, mm-hmm. using that as a personal development practice. Yeah. Yeah to build my confidence and to put myself out there and these other risky things we have to do in our businesses, we can take the risk of relating to our business differently as a way to practice those similar skills. Yes. Yes. That's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. That's exactly it. Okay. able to stand out. (laughs) So how can someone recognize then that they're ready to break free of this employee mindset? Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? 
I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. It's when we really start to challenge our own thinking. But then going one step further, like by challenging it and questioning it and actually doing the thing, challenging <laughs> yourself to say, I'm going to commit to this thing. I'm coaches. We're all about accountability. Mm-hmm. I'm going to commit to this, this plan or this, this action and really seeing it through. And what I learned very early on is I couldn't do it on my own. I hired a coach very early on in my business, right? So (laughs) it can be so isolating too, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just entrepreneurship on a whole, being new to it, going from the setting of being able to, I don't know what kind of setting most people are in, you know, nowadays, but being able to stand up and you see 30 or 40 other people. So now maybe you're working from home. You're feeling very isolated. You're feeling very isolated. You have to find your people. Mm -hmm. One of the first things I think is there are always going to be people who are looking for their people. So making the right kinds of connections to have people to hold you accountable, to help to remain objective. Most hopefully it's another coach or just somebody else who's very new to their business as well. Mm -hmm. But just if you'll know you're ready for the change when you start to do the little things. I call it the zero to 100 mentality. Oh, tell me more about that. Yeah. So we're at zero and our minds are at a hundred. Right. We just, I got to do this. I got to do that. I have to have this amount of following. I have to do this many programs. I have to charge this and I have to, and my website and all this other stuff is like, hang on a second. What about steps one to 99? You're at zero. Come back to step one. Mm -hmm. And your step one could be something as simple as just, just making the decision, making that phone call sending that email, visiting that coach's website to find out more about them and doing that kind of research. And then step two could be maybe finding your people or reaching out for other people or seeing what other people in, in your industry are doing and how they stand out, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's not like once we graduate, once we're certified, like, boom, I'm a coach. I'm awesome. I'm ready to go. It's like, you got to take the time to find yourself. So you'll know you're ready when you start to do the little things. Yep. Little things add up. You know, I love that you said that because I feel like the online space that we both occupy and our listeners <laughs> occupy, right. right, does not normalize steps one through 99. I don't think not enough people talk about that. And we glorify the story of the overnight success. Oh my gosh. Which is the exception rather than the rule. 
Right. 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 Absolutely glorified. I did this thing. Bring, and it's a comparisonitis will kick in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I always see these people. I celebrate them. Of, of course, by yes. all means, celebrate your wins. But did it really happen overnight, though? <laughs> and I see your Stripe account screenshot. But how much money did you spend on ads? Right. Profit. Celebrating the six figures, which is great. But how much yes. did you have to invest to get yeah. there? Like show and us the whole picture. So, yeah. It's so important mm-hmm. to be able to share that, too. Mm-hmm. Or be the person that to just challenge that status quo and be like, listen, I'm struggling right now. But... Oh, I struggled. I'll share that all the time. I say yeah. in the beginning, it was hard. Yeah. And I always tell people how hard it was in the very, very beginning. Because I think it's important to be able to, to remind people of that. Well, CJ, I just said it earlier. I've been in business for a really long time. Yesterday was really freaking hard. Okay. Right. And today, today well, it's, it's feeling better. We're talking a lot of fun, but we all have seasons where it's hard. And one thing we strive to do inside of the hive is we call it normalizing the roller coaster, mm-hmm. right? Really getting the message across of what it actually looks and feels like to run a business because it's not all sometimes, and maybe more often than anyone cares to admit, being an employee is easier. Remember those exactly. days? What? Remember those days? And you didn't, you felt like I just, I just get up, I show up, I do the things, I clock out, see you tomorrow. Like happy and- hour on Friday afternoon <laughs> with my favorite coworkers. Right. Yeah. And yet, so here's the big takeaway I have from our conversation. Thank you so much. If what we're choosing is to run our own businesses, the thing that worked as an employee is the thing we have to shed in order to be successful, but also fulfilled in our own business. And that's this employee way of thinking. The employee way of thinking. And it also, we also have to, have to take a moment and look at the type of employee we were. Oh, okay. right. Because it's being your own boss, your leadership skills. There, there are some like transferable skills from that setting. Yeah. But you kind of, you get hints about the type of boss you are going to be by the type of employee I feel that you were. So if you're somebody who managed the time really well and you got along really well with others and you can take that initiative, you take that into, you shed the other stuff, the stuff that's not useful at all, but you kind of get clues to the type of boss that you you would see oh that you would be just from the type of employee or mindset that you had in that setting if you can make the best of a situation mm-hmm. and you know how to diffuse or how to have difficult conversations mm-hmm. and you you took up all the, the different types of training or anything that was offered or you would what was the word oh job shadow no, with other departments mm-hmm. and you were always just very curious and very open. I feel like when I think about some of the people and the conversations and, and I've, I've had even with clients who are starting their business and then there's certain things that they say that they do right now that they realize they would find useful because some of us are really meant to be bosses. I yeah. feel like yeah. some of us are meant yeah. to be entrepreneurs and it's just, it's not for everyone. Yeah. I've seen the people return to the nine to five setting happily. Yes. Happily. Yeah. I've had clients just go back to just like, this is not for me. I prefer this setting. So you got to ask yourself that question too. Are you a want entrepreneur or a meant entrepreneur? Oh, right. And seeing yeah. 
how you answer different questions. Like, mm-hmm. how badly do I want this? Mm-hmm. You know, as a entrepreneur, as a, a entrepreneur, I'm like, should I be doing this? Maybe I can. Yeah. Maybe I should just stick it out here and, and stay stuck. Yeah. Right? Just the, right. that muscle again. Building it is, is great, but there are clues there, I think, too, to, yeah. to the type of boss you would be. Let's play a game. I just got an idea. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you talked about these transferable skills. Yes. So I'd love to, and I'll play along. We'll both do it. Okay. So can you think of one mindset or quality that served you really well as an employee that was completely transferable as a boss? And then one that was not. <laughs> one that served me really well as an employee was, hmm, I would have to say my leadership skills. Okay. And I was fortunate enough when I was still in the corporate setting, they call this uh, people managers, team leaders, or whatever the term is. But I got to coach my employees, right? Oh. So it was awesome. It was the best yeah. part of my job. Totally. <laughs> I, got to, I was like, I'm meant to do this on my own. Like, this is totally <laughs> my thing. So that was the definitely the leadership and being able, reliable and, and mm-hmm. approachable and relatable. Yeah. What did not serve me? Ooh, I'm trying to think now of something. I tend to be, for lack of a better term, laid back almost, right? Which, for example, in a meeting when everybody is bringing up their points, I was more of an observer. I would take the Mm -hmm. notes and be able to go back and apply things. If anybody had any, let's say anybody have any questions. I generally didn't have questions in the meetings. Yeah. And I find now as a boss, that works well as a coach because a coach really needs to be able to observe. But there are times, and I I definitely have to call myself on this a lot, where I would procrastinate Mm -hmm. on things. I would put things off. I'm like, oh, I just need to observe this a little bit more. Or I'll be like in a setting where I can speak up on something. Mm, and right. I don't necessarily do it right then and there. Yeah. So I check myself now with that. I'm like, no, <laughs> but I have to be really, I have to actively check myself. You have something to say. Yeah. Say it. You have a decision you need to make right now and you know what you want to do. Make the decision. <laughs> That's a really good example. Yeah. I'm a completely unemployable person. So we have to just put that out there. (laughs) The only office job I ever had on the third day, I came to work early and rearranged the furniture because I just thought it could look better a different way. And that's not a, that's not a vibe. That's not like a make new friends at work kind of vibe. Right. Who's this new girl? What's she doing? (laughs) (laughs) But I would say for me, I... As an employee and as a boss, this characteristic does serve me as I recover really quickly, Okay. right? So if a mistake happens, whether I make it or someone on the team, like we deal with it and I'm able to move on mm-hmm. quickly, which I think as a leader is really helpful because my team feels safe to make mistakes. Right. And then something that did not help, well, the moving of the furniture, but... <laughs> So, but what is that? How does that translate as a boss? I can make fast executive decisions and forget that other people need to be included. Okay. Right? Like okay. moving the furniture around. So that's something I have to be really careful about because I, I have a team, right? And they're in the day-to-day even more than I am. So I need to loop them in or I'll have a meeting with one person on my team and we'll come to a decision and I 
will forget to loop other members in, which requires a lot more work now that we all work virtually. Okay. More effort. So those are my answers. So, yeah. You know what's interesting? Yeah. Was even with the the ones we find didn't really transfer well, yeah. there was still something in it that we we each pulled out of like, well, you know, like you said, you were able to make fast decisions, which is great. And then for me, I, I said that like, I tend to observe a lot. And I'm like, but as a coach, you kind of need to. But so we still found ways to spin it and and apply it to <laughs> the coach in us, bad right? qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Totally the coach in us. <laughs> yeah. So if you had some words of wisdom to offer a listener who's really realizing through this conversation, okay, there is room for me to up my game and shed this old way of thinking and this mm-hmm. old way of relating to myself in my business. What would be your encouragement for them today as we wrap up? The one thing that comes to mind is something that my coach had said to me very early on in my early difficult days, <laughs> the roller coaster ride when it when I first got on yeah. ride, is she had said, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. Mm. So we have to remember we you started for a reason. It's good to understand and remember your why. This is why I do this. Mm-hmm. But when something isn't happening, you have to ask yourself why not? Why is this not moving forward? Where is the block coming from? A lot of times we are getting in our own way. So how do I get out of my way? What do I need to do today to get out of my way? Or who do I need to contact? What book do I need to read? What podcast do I need to listen to? But we have to recognize when we're getting in our own way. And remember that we started. We started for, you started because you are an individual and you have something to offer. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't have something to offer, you wouldn't have started at all. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel like I could chat with you all day. (laughs) Thanks. This was great. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah. So everyone listening, I've learned today, okay, I still have some of those employee mindset habits and I haven't had a job in a long time. So for (laughs) everyone listening, I think my invitation, CJ, if you agree, would be Take CJ's advice. Remember your own individuality and you're here for a reason. And also, is there one small employee mindset habit that you'd be willing to shed? Yes. Mine is ending the workday at the end of the workday, right? Five o'clock. Like I could work mornings and I could work nights if I want to. So I'm going to take that on. Thank you, CJ, for being here. Thank you for having me. Have a sparkling day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So 
let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.